Live we are. Hi there, welcome to Peppers and Flowers, where sales and marketing doesn't make sense. Please join us for the conversation. Wonderful, as always, James. So let's go more in depth on sales, because I think we had, last two conversations we had was pretty fun. So um, sales process, I know we spoke about that a little bit before, but I think what I want to talk about right now or mention is there was a cool thing I've, do you know when you start a business or something, right? And you're, maybe it's B2B, I'll give that example. And you're just kind of like shotgunning everyone, <laughs> not legit, not like literally, but you kind mm -hmm. of just cold call people up. You go, hey, you looking for marketing or sales, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. You know, looking for this, and they're like, no, okay, call someone else, go, you're looking for that, and they go, oh, maybe, tell me more. And you're like, well, it's yeah. this, this, and this, it's $400. Mm -hmm. Like the same phone call. And they go, ah, oh, it's too much, I'm not interested. And you just keep doing that until eventually you get lucky and you just hit one person and it sticks. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, cool, I am. And then, like, cool, it's 400 bucks, and you do it. And then you're like, okay, now what do I do? Right. So right. every time you hit a new pro part of the process, like you have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds, but right. for the longest time, and I was just cold calling people, just mm -hmm. in that grind. And then I did hit some people who were really interested. They just, they just closed themselves. But then I realized I hit an epiphany, mm. which is, man, if you really take the time, to have no assumptions. This is kind of what we talked about before, but you listen, you have no assumptions, you really try to understand on the first phone call. And then the second call you set up, if you take the time and make like a video or do something really unique and special and walk them through like a PowerPoint presentation, which isn't really anything special either, but the video is. And then you really just explain everything in layman's terms, because I know it's really easy to get super technical if you're in like a professional of whatever industry you're in and just say all these high level words and all this kind of extra mumbo jumbo to just, mm -hmm. them. but if you just focus on them understanding and walk them through a process, it'll take two weeks to do this, it'll do that, you know, and it's basically this. I, in my, what my epiphany was, um, was more of making sure they understand clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not convincing them of this is worthwhile. You need to pay this much. Right. At least that's what I've been finding to work for yeah. me. Like my opinion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, you know, highs and lows in sales. A lot of the things we learn in sales come from the low points where we're just making a hundred dials a day with no success. And then all of a sudden there's that glimmer of hope when that one person says yes, or even just a maybe and there's that epiphany moment where you're like, wow, what happened? Uh, what did I do differently or what's working now? And then we have to uh, react to that and say, yeah, well, I'm going to remember that and, and try to repeat that again later on so I can have more success. And, um, you know, sales, unlike a lot of other trades out there, is one of those, um, I, I would say, art forms that, um, you know, uh, doesn't have a cookie cutter. You know, it's not like if I say this, this person's going to say this. And if I, if they say this and I'll say this, you know, we try our best to put together scripts and all that. But I mean, in the end, um, you know, we're human beings, you know? And so it's one salesperson to a prospect and, and they can say whatever they want. They could react any way they like. 
uh, they don't have to go down our, our, our nice flow chart of what they have to say to go to a yes or to a close. So I, I call sales an art form and, um, you know, um, you know, whether people respond, um, you know, kind of like what you were saying, you know, in, in the manner of uh, an epiphany moment like that, uh, or it's just the mundane, you know, just the, the drudgery of making daily phone calls. Um, we, we kind of have to find out what works. And, um, and um, you know, I, I certainly have, um, you know, uh, a long list of prospects I've called over the years. And whether, you know, uh, I thought I knew what I was doing or I had a plan or not, every, every phone call uh, was always different. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I've, I mean, I've been doing this for a while, but that was my, that, this, that, those epiphanies that happened, like, you know, I went from cold calling to my bedroom and now I make four, $4 million a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, like success. Those epiphanies are something that people write books on. Now, I'm not so, 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 so accentuate that epiphany moment again for our listeners. Like, you know, what, so kind of go, go into that moment a little bit more detail so people could really get a handle on that. So the epiphany moment, prior to the epiphany moment, it was very just typical sales approach, which I feel like is kind of the place where most people end up starting, like a new sales, like entry-level sales position, or you're just trying to do it yourself which basically means you find people to contact or businesses and you just give them a call and you're like, Hey, my name's Daniel of X company. Are you, do you want to do marketing? Right. It's just really basic. It's cold calling and you don't really have a process yet, or you don't really know. Maybe you don't even know really how to ask for the money or close the deal. You just know how to start the conversation. So there's like that. And then you do it long enough. And then there's some point, where I would say probably the majority of people will hit if they stick with it long enough. Mm. You hit a point where you go, you know, okay, I tried the cold calling. Is there a better way? What's the next thing I can try? You go, well, maybe I can try, this is just an example. Maybe I'll try like running Facebook ads and generate a lead and actually Mm. have a different type of context. So it's not so much cold calling. Mm-hmm. Let me try that. So my point is you, you do a bunch of things and you keep trying different things and you go, this isn't really working for me. This works a little better. Let me try doing this. And then at one point or another, you're going to hit like this epiphany spot where you try something out and personally for you, it works really well for your personality and how, who you are. You've like done enough sales to kind of know how to like work it. So you kind of have an understanding to like rebuttal, um, you know, reframing and certain things like that. And you go, Oh my gosh, for once I just closed the deal that I had full control of. Right. I got mm-hmm. a contact with them. However, that happened. Mm-hmm. I controlled the conversation. I got all the information I need. I set it up another, I set up another phone call. Um, I walked them through the proposal and then I like asked for, I asked for the money and closed the deal and it actually worked. Like, mm-hmm. like all the sales gurus that say, Hey, you need to do this and say it like that and follow this mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. You've actually now used that um, practically and not in a mm-hmm. theoretical sense. So you didn't, right. instead of reading off a script that a guru gave mm-hmm. you, you actually mm-hmm. applied it to yourself and just use the methodology in a practical way. You see what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. you go from sales, not working to like, 
you figured the system out that works for you and you go, Oh my gosh, I feel like I can close anyone now. Right. You hit that perfect. point. Yeah. Perfect. And then now you, now you implement that and your production seems to keep growing and growing as you keep using that. Does that make more sense? Yeah, that's really good, Daniel. In fact, I mean, um, I, I really like what you're saying because there's a lot of people out there who, um, you know, they, they listen to other teachers or gurus of sorts. And what happens is what they try to do is mimic, you know, it's like, well, this person talks this way or they, they kind of sound this way. So I'm going to do the same thing. And um, I don't think that's a terrible way to approach your career or your profession, but I mean, yeah. it can only take you so far. Like, you know, if you try to sound like the, the, the gurus out there, you know, you kind of come across in a way of, of sounding, you know, uh, mature in sales. But in, in a fact, in, in, you know, maybe in, in, in a more practical sense, like you're referring to, you're still a little bit more junior inside. And so you still need to develop a lot internally. So, well, how do you go about developing yourself um, by not mimicking, but really finding your own voice? And, um, you know, uh, I think that's the, that's the ticket here for a lot of people getting into sales is, you know, how do you find your unique voice? You know, all of us are unique individuals. Uh, we talk differently. We sound differently. We even think differently, right? So maybe my method of closing is different than somebody else's, you know? Uh, who's to say you have to close in, in three or four meetings? Maybe I'll do it in, in a call or two calls, you know? Oh, for sure. And so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, really, um, and, and even if, you know, you, you know, uh, you know, it takes you longer, you know, I, I, one time it took me four and a half years to close a deal, you know, and, oh, and, yeah. and does that, you know, does that mean that, you know, it, it, that deal should have closed sooner? A lot of it has to do with timing. A lot of it has to do with the, the maturity of the company you're working with, um, you know, both the prospect side and, and, the, and the side you're on. And so uh, it really, you know, sometimes uh, it, it just, it's a matter of your own uh, voice. You, once you find your voice, I feel like that's when the things start to accelerate. You know, you find out, right. man, you know, my strength, like, you know, in sales, uh, a lot of it is listening, but then a lot of it is asking questions and talking. See, maybe some people are better listeners, but some people are better talkers, right? So, well, how do you, how do you leverage your strengths to, uh, to close deals rather than, you know, focus on your weaknesses, right? So, mm. yeah, you know, so, I mean, you know, I think there are some principles that we can get into today as well that, you know, that apply to all sales scenarios. But however, the, the practical method that we're talking about right now to carry those things out, it really varies from person to person. Yeah, exactly. So I'll relate this to guitar because I love guitar. But so how this works is, um, okay, so you, you learn guitar and there are chords and there, let's just call them standard chords. So if you play a little bit, you probably understand, or it doesn't matter, any instrument. So you go play a standard E chord. So you can go, okay, well, I have my root, I have my fifth, I have my tenth, then I have my, you know, octaves and have all that so it's a standard major g chord okay so that's basically that's basically equals um a sales coach not all sales people do this i'm just giving you an example right like a sales script essentially mm -hmm. so a, a standard g uh, e major chord equals a sales script now you have all the tools you need to perfectly play that chord you also have all the tool or the notes uh, that the chord's composed of 
to play different notes at different times. So you can strum the entire chord or you can pick different notes of that chord in any order. And depending on how you do it, it comes out with a different melody or different tone or whatever it might be. So there's different combinations you can use it. So the script that was composed was given to you um, by the teacher who determined that's the best format he believes will work. Now it might work for, he believes it might work for you or it might work for most people in general or it works best for him. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So playing that chord, he would say, you know, play the low and then play the D string, then do the A, then do the high E. Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 that doesn't feel natural to me. What feels natural is if I strum it. So mm -hmm. it's not that it's incorrect because you're playing the E chord correctly with your left hand, but it's just a different combination that you feel that works better. So it's, it's kind of like that's the analogy with it. You know, knowing the tools and the techniques, so you can play like the blues scale, which is like a pentatonic scale. You're probably like, what the heck are you talking about? But <laughs> anyways, there's this, the blues scale. Everyone that you hear play the, you know, you know it's all right. pentatonic. But pentatonic scales are played differently. Mm -hmm. depending on who is using them in their own style. So it's like that. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of, and I don't think you can really know sales or what kind of style you do or what works best mm -hmm. for you unless you just do what a lot of people kind of don't want to hear or want to do is you really just have to kind of, like you don't know how to swim. In this case, you kind of have to just jump in the pool and doggy paddle and just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You don't get I, any practical yeah. experience unless you do that. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny. A lot of sales jobs, you know, uh, since there isn't like a lot of formal training these days in sales, you know, they have marketing, uh, BAs in marketing, BAs in finance or accounting. But you, I don't know that anywhere really offers like a BA in sales. And so what happens is, you know, uh, people come out of high school or college and they want to get a job in sales. And there's not like a real kind of formal train that goes on before that. So their career begins with like a desk and a phone and a chair. And here's a, here's like a, you know, maybe, you know, back in the old days, a phone book, right. Or, or, you know, here's access to a database to make phone calls and yeah. just go, go at it, you know? And so we're left for our own abilities to either survive or fail. And, you know, a lot of companies do have internal trainings or, you know, uh, their own processes that they train on. But a lot of them, they, they kind of rely on the sales individual to have their own methods. And so what happens is they have to make those calls and, and have, you know, they just kind of figure things out on their own. And it's a, it's a, real, it's a real kind of a, a refining time, you know, where the, the individual has to find their voice, find their skills, and just be successful. And, um, you know, it's, it's a difficult environment, you know, and it's not, it's not something that is uh, probably common in a lot of other fields or trades. Yeah. Um, and it's getting better, I'm sure. But I mean, uh, for, uh, you know, for a long time, I mean, it was like, here's your job, here's a desk and a phone, go for it, you know, and there was no training at all. But anyways, um, right. you know, yeah, I mean, um, I, I like what we're talking about, because <clears throat> in my mind, you know, when uh, I think a lot of people when they talk when they when they think about closing a deal, they think logically. You know, they think. Um, oh, it, for sure. 
you know, oh, the customer has to go through these steps in their mind. Yes. You know, and, and, and it's like, you know, it, you have to kind of guide them through this path. And once they come to these logical conclusions, then they'll say, oh, yeah, of course I want to buy. It totally makes sense. And, you know, here's my credit card, whatever, right? <laughs> right, so, right. But, yeah. or, so, like, or like, man, I'm going to use a script. When I get them to the end, which, by the way, the entire time, you're thinking, you're, you're just basically interrogating the dude. You know, you're like, okay, what's your current revenue? It's like this. It's like, uh, hey, James, this is Daniel. Just play along with this for a second. Like, hey, James, yeah. this is Daniel. Oh, uh, hey, Daniel, how's it going? Good. Um, how's your day? It's going well, man. Okay, good, cool. Okay, so how much revenue does your company make? Well, you know, I'm not at liberty to give that information out, so, but uh, we're, we're doing fine. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, um, so how many employees do you have? We have 50. All right, cool, 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 okay. Um, so how many customers do you have? <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah. They're just like laser focused in this script, and they're like just blasting questions. It's just like they're interrogating, and then they go, Absolutely. okay, so, um, yeah, we'll build you a brand new website and it's going to be $4,000. You ready to start? <laughs> right, right. And that it's, it's almost like this thing that they just, it's like choosing, you know, um, items at a buffet, you know, I want B, A, C, D, and then it's like, okay, let's check them out now. You yeah. Know? And, then, and then they go, no, I'm not interested. And then you're thinking, but I read the script. I, I, I did it exactly. Why didn't, why right. didn't they close? Why don't they get it? Yeah. You know, I tell you, it's funny because, uh, um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like relationships, you know, some people say like attracts like some people say opposites attract or, or whatever it is. But I mean, you know, uh, in, in sales too, it's very relational. And so sometimes, you know, it's not so much about logic, but it comes down to feelings too, you know, like, you know, when, when I talk to James or Daniel, like, how do I feel? Like, how do they make me feel? Do I want to really carry on a conversation with them? Do I want to work with them, you know, uh, as, as business partners for the long term, you know, and then all of a sudden it's no longer a logic game. It's a game of feelings and of emotions and just kind of this intuition, right. That we all have. And so yeah, um, part of it is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how do we get into, how do we dive into that aspect of things, you know? And, you know, I, I like using this word, um, winsome because it's a word that i you know i learned probably in high school or something like that when i was like studying for the sats or something and um you know it was a word that really stuck with me over the years and i just like the word it's it's winsome like w-i-n-s-o-m-e winsome and like it's this attitude that's very likable very uh, very almost excitable and and positive and and bright and someone who's winsome, you know, has the ability to win people over to be influential or whatever it is and influence them in many different ways. And so, like, you know, when I when I talk about sales and, and talk on sales trainings, I always use that word because I feel like if somebody is really, you know, not just friendly, but they're winsome, you know, they have a unique ability to convince people and people like them, you know, not right. just And logic, then you'll but, actually yeah. win some deals. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So right? if you win some, you win some. Win some? Right? Yeah. You win some, you win some. Absolutely. I feel like that's such a I feel like that's such like an old timer thing to say. Like something like my grandpa would say, like, Yeah, you know, Daniel, you win some, you win some. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. You're like, go ahead, Pops. 
But uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny. I, I think, um, you know, if, if we, and, and, and it's not something that, you know, and honestly, here, here's the thing, you know, some people might think, well, I'm not really winsome, you know, I'm, I don't really have that kind of a personality. And, you know, I, that's just too difficult for me, right? I can't do that. I tell you, I really feel like everybody is winsome, you know, uh, everybody. Now, the only thing is, is you have to find your own unique voice your own unique. Yeah. Of, also, you know, I, I think the thing too is you really got to want to do sales too. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. really going to help you. It, you know, I, I, I okay. I don't want to discourage anyone not to do sales, you know, cause you might find that you really like it once you start learning about it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but sales is unique. You, you really got to like have, in, I mean, you know, you got to have some interest in it or want to do it because it can be freaking discouraging and, yeah, and yeah. you'll be successful as if you hone in on your skills mm-hmm. that you produce, but also just being consistent. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the truth That's is true. if you just call enough people for long enough, every single day mm-hmm. for a extended mm-hmm. period of time, mm-hmm. you will get deals. Even if you suck at sales. right. Like, and, and, and here's the, here's the reason why. I'll tell you, it's, it's, I mean, you know, the law of averages um, comes into play. Like, you know, the more number of dials you make, the more uh, chance you'll have of success on the phones, right? Closing deals yeah. and getting appointments. I mean, that's definitely in play. But I really feel like um, the, the main thing, the reason why people are successful if they just show up and make their dials, if you commit to making your dials every day and make your dials, what happens is you find your voice, you know, you start to hear yourself talk. You start to hear the customer responding to you. You find the, your own, your own kind of um, pattern of speaking and all that. And, yeah. and what happens is you start to like, it's almost like flexing muscles, you know, you oh, know, totally. the, the, the more you work out, the more you exercise, the easier it gets, the more defined you get and the stronger you get. Right. Well, so the, it's quicker, like, the quicker you get there too. Oh, that was the final thought. Anyways, yeah, the, yeah, quick, no, the, the quicker, quicker you the quicker there, you get yeah. there too. Yeah. And um, then the hard part is maintaining it, that momentum. Right. Yeah. So, but once you, I really feel like once you, you know, kind of hit that threshold, it, it's probably kind of goes back to what you're saying, the epiphany. It's like once you start making those strides, making those phone calls, asking those questions, you know, going down that road with your prospects, and then you're on that, that, that call that just, boom, it hits, right? And you're like, man, I got this. I've connected with that person. I know how to talk to people. I know what to say and I know how to close the deal. So, you know, you, you've gone full cycle with that closed uh, script or whatever it is you had and turn it into your own material. And now you own it. And now you become that person. Now you had that epiphany of, I could do this. So then there's that point where you kind of reach that um, tipping point, I'll call it. And then all of a sudden now, you know, you're, you're, you know, it's, you're just a more effective salesperson on the phones or in person or whatever it is, but you become a lot more effective. Yeah. And so, you know, and then it, that's how you mature. And then, and then, and then as you repeat this with other sales uh, uh, that you close, it just becomes you, your muscles get stronger and stronger and you just develop your skills a lot more. Yeah, exactly. I think, right. No, for sure. And there's also, so many levels because you can even get as in depth as you know you might be go okay cool if we have the right person that i'm going to speak to to close you you have a you know you can get like you know 50 percent of the time you're closing deals which is amazing right so Mm -hmm. 
you can get like that good, even better. But there's also kind of a maturity that comes with it too, because depending on who your target client is or, you know, whatever your focus is on, you also get gain a certain maturity of like, okay, I'm no longer like um, attempting to convince people. I am now at a point where I am now determining if they're going to be a good client or do I want this person on. So also your mindset changes. Uh, well, at least let me just make it more personal. My mindset has changed. Not so much as let me convince you. Here's references. Here's case studies. Here's this. Here's that. Um, now, have I convinced you enough? I don't do that anymore. Um, I've, I actually turn the focus more on, I have the confidence and know-how to actually help businesses scale, right? That's just personal to me. So it's more, of, it's more of the lines of setting myself up for success. So I'm going to ask questions that will determine if I know I can really help this person or not. And then if we hit a point where I go, okay, I understand where you're at. I know what challenges you're facing. Here's how we're going to fix this. And it's going to be done X, Y, Z. Right. I'm basically proven my worth by kind of, what's the word? Not, it's not in detail, but more of like a bird's eye view <laughs> of identifying the challenges with what we're going to do to make things better and put it in a practical sense. That's not mm-hmm. complicated. Right. Um, Cause sometimes now I'm totally cool with getting on the phone going, you know, you really don't, I don't think you need my help. You really just need someone who does this, or maybe you just, just focus on that. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's more of like qualifying really. Mm-hmm. But I think transitioning from convincing say, con- like sales that convince to mm-hmm. sales that are like, qualifying for back lack of better terms i'm just saying like qualifying sense that's a hard transition mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. i i feel like you know because you're no longer saying things like i, I can't think of any terms off the top of my head but maybe you t- maybe you can touch more light on this you know i'm trying try to say like the more convincing type of thing which i feel like yeah. is more of a superficial way of doing it and then you transition yeah. to the thing of like no, no, I'm confident in my closing sales if you're the right person, basically. Right, right. It's I guess, you know, we we as as business owners or, or professionals um, become more selective as to who we work with um, because now we know that we have a product or service that people need and, and, and that's very useful and, 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 and solves a problem. And then now it's not so much a matter of understanding that, but now it's more a matter of um, – finding the right customers that you want on your on your a list of customers you know and so we could pick and choose now like i don't i no longer want to go down the directory in alphabetical order or by order of area code or zip code but i'm going to go by order of you know my top 10 list of customers i want to work with for example and so we could become more selective and and know that you know we're going to have success because our product does work you know um and and that's and that's that that comes to now developing a comfort level within your company too, not just in yourself as a sales professional, but the company that supports you. You know all the manufacturing that goes into it, all the marketing and advertising that goes into it. You know all the research and development that goes into it, all the different aspects of 
you know, the product or service that you're providing, knowing that you're backed by a, you know, a company that, that uh, knows what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Um, but I'll give you, I, but I'll give you the flip side. So mm-hmm. that's just what works for me. I no longer am concerned about closing deals. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I am more concerned about making sure I understand what they're going through or knowing their business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, it's no longer, this is what works for me though. For me, it's mm-hmm. no longer walking them through a sales process. My sales process is getting as much information as I can from them in a non-salesy way because I'm literally, I can't help them unless I'm able to understand their business as much as I can within that first 45 minute phone call. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I love it, man. Cause I mean, you know, this, see this, this podcast is meant to help people from all, um, I guess, levels in their career, because if you're someone who's just starting out, you might benefit from some of the things we're talking about. But if you're, if you're someone who's kind of a senior or even an owner or CEO, um, I mean, you know, now you're, we're, we're talking at different levels, right. Of, of understanding and things like that. So, um, you know, what, what we're talking about right now is not so much sales skills, but more of a mentality or a mindset. Because if you approach business or sales with the mindset of, you know, I have the goods and I, I can help you with your issues, uh, and you have that confidence, no longer are we trying to push a product or to be, con- you know, trying to convince somebody of something. We are now simply connecting the dots saying, okay, well, I know, I know you could benefit from my service. Tell me more about you so you can just guide me through the path to how to best serve you. Yeah. And now people are, you know what I mean? Now they're, now the world is like, Oh, absolutely. You, you could help me. Yeah. I totally see, you know, I mean, you've helped other people, you know, you, you guys are reputable and let me share a little bit more about my company so we can start working together. Right. So it's more of a mature conversation of, you know, uh, we already settled the issue of working together. Now let's yeah. get past any closing techniques and let's just start working, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, you know, honestly, that that to me is where uh you know business owners want to be you know if you can get to that point in your uh, business to where you know not just referral business or or things like that but really connecting with people who know that you're reputable and and just would love to work with you you know yeah i don't like what works for me is i i don't try to convince people Mm -hmm. because i've Personally, for me, I found the ones that you convince and get on that was a huge grind. Um, more often than not, are those actually the worst clients to have for me? Because that was not a partnership deal. That was a that was like a mo- that was like a that was like parents trying to tell their teenage daughter they can't go out and see their friends on Friday night. It was it's like that kind of thing. Now they just have some sort of like like eyes on me or some sort of resentment or some there's something like that to where the expectations is just like through the roof so anything a hint below on what their expectations were at the beginning not necessarily set by me but just like you know whatever it might they already had in their head then at any moment of mistakes they're going to be like Put, you know, contacting you. They're going to be not as willing. So 
for me, I, my best clients that I'm able to get are the ones that we're on the same page. I'm not convincing them. They know they're kind of maybe looking for it. Um, and I kind of consult more with them than I actually like sell them on anything. You know, those are the ones that, that I find are the best clients because now it's like this understanding and it's more of like a partnership. Like we both give equally give and take in it. And it's like a support system. And it's also, I mean, it's professional too, but it's, you know, you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The ones I convince, mm-hmm. I feel like are much more difficult to keep on because, or service too, because I mean, I put, you basically convinced them so hard to get on. Um, so I would say like, if you can keep, if you can try not to convince them. That's just what yeah. I mean. Yeah, and, and honestly, yeah. it's it's got to come from a it's got you know in order to uh, do that effectively, it's got to come from a, a real place uh, within you know as 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 the business owner, and um, you know like you know for me like if I if I try to just you know come across to someone like you know oh I could totally help you out uh, I know exactly what you're going through and if I say all the right things right you know that that's just another level of trying to convince or make the person feel comfortable. But if I really truly look inside of what, who I am, what my company represents and what we do, and I firmly believe that we, we do have the ability to help in certain ways. Now, now I'm coming from a place of uh, value and gen and genuineness or whatever, gen, genuineness. Gen, and, gen, uh, genuinity. Yeah. Genuinity. Is that a word? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. So yeah, like authentic, right? Just being real and being authentic. Like I, like I, I know, like you know, I have this this gut check of I know what I've done for other people. I know what I've done for other companies. I know that this is helpful and this will also benefit you. So therefore, my job is no longer no longer the job of convincing, but it's now the role of being, you know, and just being there to to help other people and naturally what happens when you're around the people that you need to help you help them you know it, it just comes out of you because you're just being who you are yeah and and then they they benefit from the consulting the the advice and whatever it is and you know naturally they're just like yeah that sounds great you know and 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 it's they're they're already a customer in a sense because you know they're, they're spending so much time with you and and then as far as the actual work and 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 you know paying for services that just happens over time you know because there's going to yeah. be work that needs to be done and you'll need to invoice and, and collect money on that and so you can still profit from it you're not just giving away a free, free no. service all the, the time the only thing i will warn people about is you have to be willing to like interrupt and willing to like take control when needed because if you get your so here's the, here's the pitfall of this. It works exceptionally well for me, but the pitfall is normally when you frame these types of, uh, this type of approach, you open a door and create an environment for the prospect to just blab on for hours. Because doing what works, again, this is just for me, what I'm able to do is really get people to feel comfortable. So when people feel comfortable, they tend to just talk a lot. So if you aren't willing to, you know, interrupt or be like, okay, let me stop you there. Or, or, you know, go, okay, we got to work together. I'm going to send you an invoice. Let's do it. Right. If you don't have those skills, 
you will find yourself in a loophole where you're giving and giving and giving and spending hours and hours and hours a week with this client that's not even a paid client yet and you're stuck in this like hamster wheel with them. So you have to be really careful because yeah. you find that equilibrium of, okay, servicing before to show what it's like, talking to them and then going, okay, enough's enough. We got to work now. Right, right. Yeah, so you got to be really yeah. careful with that. But again, on the yeah. flip side, there's like, like Jordan Belfort, what works for him, which doesn't work for me, he's a really, his style, he's, he's found that connects with him is he's a really good hard closer. Like he's a really good kind of old school hard closing master. I mean, still, I mean, he's a, you know, I'm not trying to discredit him anyway, but, but he's, if you listen to his calls and stuff, he's a lot, he's a really good at hard closing basically. Mm -hmm. But his verbiage, the way he frames things that doesn't make sense for me or my type of style, but I understand the techniques he's using, you know, um, mm -hmm. I spent the time to like learn as much as I can. So that's the thing too. And the great thing is, you know, as musicians, you kind mm -hmm. of take influence from different guitar players. Like I love Van Halen. He's like my hero. Mm -hmm. I love, I don't know if you've heard of Pantera. Have you heard of Pantera? I, mean, I have actually. I haven't heard too much about them. No, okay. They're lead guitarists. He passed away mm. a while ago, but he's like a guitar god, Dimebag Daryl. Like I love Dimebag Daryl and I love his style. So I get, I pull some things from him. I pull some things from Van Halen, pull some things from mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. And I kind of put them together in my own form that works well for me. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. the same concept, you know, but that's, that takes time. That takes, that takes years sometimes. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, it's it, like, like just like anything else, it's, it's a discipline, you know, sales and marketing, they're disciplines. Yeah. And, you know, you have to, you know, you have to take on that responsibility to commit the time and energy to grow. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of sad because, you know, a lot of these um, sales jobs out there, they, they boast like these big salaries and, you know, all this commission payout and bonuses and all that. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's nice that the potential is there, but sadly, you know, a lot of people jump into those roles and, you know, they, they fall kind of flat on their face because, um, you know, uh, the lack of training, the lack of um, skill development and, and, and just overall attention to their profession, you know, from the company and, and from, you know, uh, you know, I guess, you know, through, through the programs they go through, you know, every company is handled a little differently, but, yeah. Um, a lot of people, they don't have these sales classes. They don't have, you know, when I, when I work for uh, these larger firms, they would send me out to like, uh, trainings for like uh, professional selling skills. They called it back then or PSS. Um, and you know, I went to other others that, uh, were, were very well known across the country. Um, you know, if I mentioned the names, we would, we would all know about them. And, you know, there's a lot of different courses that are out there, but then, you know, um, not everyone has access to those. And, um, and even those, to some extent, only serve a limited purpose because, you know, every, every um, you know, industry is handled, every industry has their own unique kind of, you know, personalities. And even the product or service you're talking about has a unique spin. And so you, you need really individualized training from every company, I believe. And a lot of companies don't offer a, a lot of what we need. 
they might they might offer product training to a certain extent or just kind of company history and company vision and values but then yeah. to actually get into sales skills and sales skills training they don't have a lot of that so i think it's one of those professions that really does pay a lot because they need the right person to fill the role and but that person has to come equipped with those abilities you know and that's why yeah. it pays so well but anyways um to kind of get into what you're saying like with you know uh like learning guitar or any other instrument and as it relates to sales and and that crossover you know i was saying it's a discipline you know we have to discipline ourselves and commit the time and energy to do it because um you know and again just like a guitar too it's like that that muscle that we're training you know our our voice our, our ears to listen you know our mind to comprehend and to you know think quickly on our feet you know all those skills that we we employ in sales they're they're learned skills or practiced and then they're memorized you know it's kind of like you know if i get into enough sales calls i could i could probably handle myself in any any environment whether it's in a boardroom with a few executives or uh, in person with a decision maker uh, or just on the phone with someone for the first time you know it's like any environment that you're in you know whether you're presenting before an audience even on a powerpoint presentation for example you'll know how to handle things because why you've been there before oh i remember that how i felt when i went through that and all of a sudden you're back in that same mindset and you know when you're in that right mindset you can grow and develop and and you know offer more value to your prospects and customers so um, yeah. i think the sticking sticking with it you know i i know that like in sales it's a you know i used to call it like you know it's like a revolving door you know the the whole sales department of companies you know there's people that come in one side of the door and within a few months they're out the other side you know and that the whole you know sales is a is a tough occupation to fill because there's very few people who could enter in and stay there for the duration you know yeah. um it's just that yeah. revolving door and so but you know if you just stick with it you know through the failures and rejections you know all the no's you have to go through to get a yes if you could just stick with it i mean guys it, there's so many payoffs and and you do develop your skills and become better at it so uh once that growth is realized uh man it's it's a whole new game you know you're enjoying more you're just you know kind of in your own element and you're having a lot more fun yeah for sure for sure um I don't want to claim all this stuff, but I mean, I am always honing in on what I'm trying to perfect because you can never perfect sales. I guarantee even the best of us still look back at our, our recorded calls and go, oh, man, why did I say that? I should, I, sh I went too far on that. I should have done this. I mean, it's, it's a ever growing skill. You can't, it's I mean, again, it's the same thing as, being a musician you can always improve you can always improve and then if you and then it's kind of also like when you learn a skill and let's say you stop doing it what is quite unique i will mention this is people like to use gyms and working out as an example so it's like you know you work out you make progress right and I, and i think it's unique to sales maybe a couple other things too that i'm unaware of but you know, and then if you stop working out, you'll lose all the results. Well, I think with sales is you can always grow, 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 always sharpen your tools and that sort of thing. But if you stop, you still kind of have that knowledge. You still have that skill set. But 
what you might find is maybe you come back, you're a little rusty, you know, but you still have the skills that you know. So it's pretty awesome because it's different than like, you know, you build your skills up to run a, a, a marathon and then you come, you don't do anything for a year and then you try to run a marathon and you're just like, I can't do this. So it's a little different. So you probably come back after a year of not doing sales and, you know, kind of get back rolling on it if you have that knowledge and stuff. So it's yeah. kind of like this, once you learn it, I mean, it'll stick with you, but it is something you always keep growing with and learning and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And sales mastery is the, the reason why, I mean, me personally, I, I really enjoy sales is that, you know, it's, it's a lifelong type of thing, you know, um, even though you get really good at it and you can, you know, and you become better, you know, in every situation you're in, um, the, the real reality is that, you know, you could go a whole lifetime and still continue to learn and grow. Um, and the reason I say is because, you know, you're, you're dealing with people and once again, people can, you know, react in whatever way they want. They, they could say certain things in, in different ways, or they could, you know, um, assume things or, you know, just be, you know, everyone's free to, to, to express themselves however they'd like. And so when you go into situations, uh, in sales with people, your prospects and customers and, and, you know, people like that, it's like, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're in live environments that you yeah. have to just, you know, you can't just say, Oh, I've been through every scenario. You know, every scenario is different. So, um, there's, there's also an air of humility that comes with it too, because I think if, um, the more humble you are as a salesperson, the more you grow and develop because you just have that, you, you know, that answer inside saying, I don't know all the solutions. I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to, I'm going to apply myself and try my best. Yeah. And I'm going to, you know, apply myself for my customers because if your mindset is right, I think, you know, that that's going to give you greater success as well. Right. You can also, so here's, here's some practical advice, whatever sales scripts you have, you know, and I mean, this is kind of more geared towards, you know, lower level sales professionals, you know, so whatever sale or, you know, just anyone really, anyone really, let's just do that. But, if you have some sort of sales script, some sort of program you're in or whatever it is and any sort of material they give you, it's not that the material they give you is necessarily bad. It's not like bad information because it works for them, but the challenge is going to be, how do I take this information, apply it into my method, how I do things um, and make it practical? You know, how do I take the ABCs and turn it into sentences and turn it into words and turn it into phrases, you know? Yep. How do I take those letters and put them into an ad campaign to make sure I'm going to get the best results out of it based on what yep. I'm forming with those letters, words and yep. sentences? Absolutely. It's, it's like that, you know? Yep. That's kind of where the skill comes from is how do I apply this to me? Because you just... You know, my favorite, my favorite thing I've ever witnessed was, um, normally when you, when you're training like sales reps and you just do some like role play stuff, which role play is super awkward, but it, it's, it actually can be really fun. And once you start getting used to it, it's really helpful. Um, my favorite thing is when you're training like sales rep, the, the main thing that I normally see for beginners is 
they do what I did like five minutes ago. You know, they say it a lot. They're trying to like be really hip and they're trying to be their friend and that sort of thing. And they, they go, so, um, you know, what kind of challenges are you facing? And they go, man, I I might go out of business and they go, okay, cool, cool. All right. So, um, (laughs) you're like, okay, first of all, it's not cool. (laughs) So you should really just be yourself and go, if someone said they're going to go out of business, do you think they want to hear? Okay, cool, cool. No, you probably would be like, Oh my God, James, I'm sorry to hear that. That's horrible. Are you, you know, how are you handling this? Right? Like, you know, um, when they get a challenge and they go, oh, yeah, it's cool. All right. Next question. And then just, they basically spew the questions out. They repeat a lot of their words. Um, uh, then when someone is, then when they share tra- tragic information with them, they go, all right, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, that, <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's kind of, I mean, honestly, that's a, I think that's a human skill, you know, it's kind of just, you know, be, 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 be a salesperson, but be human, be yourself, you know, and if, yeah, if someone I tells you. Honing it on the scale of like being just personal interaction, you know, right. interpersonal communication. James, if you came to me and said you were getting divorced, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. So, um, What's your favorite cup of coffee? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I know. You know, here I'll tell you the solution for that because um, I think I mean nobody. If you ask them, like you know, do you really want to come across to people as being abrasive or uncaring uh, or any of those things that are negative? And you know, nine times out of ten, people would say, "No, of course not. I want to be a you know compassionate person. I want to be a solution oriented person, and I want to be helpful." Right. And so it's like everyone agrees, but then why is it that like, you know, in sales situations or, you know, life situations for that matter, do we become this like kind of a, you know, this, I don't know, a robotic type of person that just goes through these formulas of questions in life and we don't listen to people. We don't hear their pain. We don't know what they're going through. And so we don't respond to them in the right way. Why is it? And I think, I think the reason why that is, at least we'll just focus on the sales scenario. Like, you know, we'll leave the life lessons out of here for a second. But like in sales, um, you know, when you're, when you're focused on closing a deal, you know, um, you're just so focused. You're just like, I got to close this deal. You know, that's all I care about. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, for whatever reason, maybe the manager's breathing down your neck or, you know, it's month end or quarter end. And you're just like, I need to close this deal. And that's the only thing that you're thinking. So when you go into these meetings, guess what? All you're thinking is close the deal, close the deal. And, and, and like, you're not really listening. Even when the prospect's talking to you, you're just like, I got to get to my next question and close the deal, you know? Yeah. Um, and you become, right. you know, it could, it could, you know, if you're not careful, yeah, you know, you can walk that slippery slope and all of a sudden your deals are eating you alive, you know? And, um, we have, we have to balance ourselves, uh, because, you know, um, you know, to, to, cause really you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot by trying to, you know, rush things or rush your prospects. And if you're not listening, you're, you're missing out on all the information you need to close the deal. Right. Again, the most powerful thing I can offer is the only thing I convince them, which is 
which is a true statement that I, I don't mean like I'm, I'm pretending. That's what I'm trying to say. But the one thing that I try to achieve is not convince them that we can do this for them because of course we can do it for them. Like as a, as an owner, I know this is something I can do because if we couldn't do it, we wouldn't be in business, you know? So mm -hmm. I know we can do this. So I have to make sure I offer that authority and confidence level in my voice and what I say and not hesitate and say things very determined and very precise and you see, but the main thing I try to convince them is in fact, I understand what you're telling me and I understand your business. Let me explain, let me explain it back to you so you can go, Oh, all right. Finally, someone that listened and knows what we're talking about. Right. Most of the time I am telling you, um, sales calls go like this. This is what, this is what your prospects typically deal with. You'd be like, Hey James, how's it going? You're like, great, great, great. He goes, so tell me what's going on. And you're like, well, I do this and I do this. Okay. So your solution is Google ads. Your solution is website. And you're thinking, how do you, how do you know that? Like, do you even know anything about my business? Besides like, you know, I don't know any more details about it besides you're like a party rental company or you're a dry cleaner, right? But if you dive deep into two dry cleaners, as an example, they're completely different. Right. So you, if you don't dig for information like that to really try to understand the business, the owner is going to know you don't understand. And you're just basically yeah. blabbing out information. Like you also have to get past a point where you're not selling. This is, this is for me too. I'm not selling Google ads. I'm not selling Facebook ads or websites. I'm literally selling systems that are prescribed to specific situations that will help them grow as a company. And we use tools like Google ads to assist with that. But their solution is not necessarily Google ads. Right, right. Right? So um, the, whenever I lose sales, it's usually because maybe the budget's not there. Maybe it's because I just, I don't think we'd be a good fit. You know, last thing I want to do is get a client on that leaves after a month. It doesn't help anyone. And sure, sure. And there are times where I fail to explain things as well as I should because I get too caught up in details. Yeah. I, too, I say too many made up marketing terms and I right. get, I lose them. And then I, maybe I get a little excited cause I'm like, man, we could do this. We could do that. And then, and then just mm -hmm. like, well, I don't even know what the plan, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. It's all of us get into that, you know, situation and we, we start to just say things out of uh, repetition or whatever. And, you know, we, we, you know, almost in a way of being that robot of just, you know, kind of spewing out the words that make sense for almost everybody, but not all the time for every individual. And so um, I would say like, you know, to, 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 just to solve this problem of, of um, putting systems or solutions before the person or before your customer, you know, um, you have to walk into the, uh, into this uh, sales meeting with the mindset of being uh, there for your customer, you know, and, and here's the thing, like, you know, we look at customers, um, the customer really is the larger corporation that you're trying to serve, whether they're a <clears throat> company of 50 people or 500, uh, it's that bigger company you're serving. However, you know, in, in any sale, given sales environment, 
your customer really is that person you're talking to in that meeting, you know, and I think what we need to do um, to become solution oriented is be just, um, you know, mindful of that individual, you know, I'm meeting with the VP of marketing about their social media. So I'm going to just think about that VP of marketing and you're not trying to memorize them, but you're just trying to understand them and you're trying to relate to them. So, you know, they might have a nice bio on their website about who they are, their accolades and all their successes. It's great to read those. And I always try to read up on the people I meet. But I mean, you're not going in there trying to, you know, spew off facts about, oh, so you graduated from here in 1995 and great. And, you know, you're just you're just getting a general feel of the person. Yeah. And if you get, you know, and, and honestly, like, you know, um, this is the fun part about sales because personalities start to come out. And before you know it, you're just like, man, I like this guy. I like, I like this lady, how, she, how they operate and the way they carry business. And it's like, I just want to help them now, you know? And yeah. as you're helping that individual person, you guess what? You're helping the entire organization, you know? And so there, there, it's, it's almost like sales. Uh, I've never said this before, but it's almost like a little rudder of a big, huge Titanic. You know, we're the rudder talking to the you know, prospect. And as you start making strides and, and, and inroads into like, you know, good solutions, that boat's turning and it's going in the right direction now because you've helped it. You know, you're that rudder speaking and all of a sudden that prospect is changing their mind about who, which vendor they're going to go with. And guess what? You just guided that whole ship or the whole company into your direction. And that's just, there's, there's such a good feeling that comes with that because you're part of a bigger solution and, and, and your skills help to make that happen. And all because you're putting that, that very person, that individual prospect um, kind of as your focus. Yeah, I have, this is totally free advice, but I have, I have clients, well, prospects at that time, tell me things like, man, it is a, a, fr- a breath of fresh air, like listening to you because I'm tooting my horn for a second, but um, <laughs> because he goes, man, everyone else I talk to, they do the same thing. They like go, okay, here's what you need. We're going to do this. It works. And, and you go like, I don't even, you, I don't even think you know about my business. They just kind of, they just have a mindset of sales, quota, commission, check, close, you know, yearly top performing sales rep vacation company vacation in Cabo, you know, and, and it's all cookie cutter. So they, their mindset is Google ads, SEO, you know, cool, cool, cool. That's what you need. Great, great, great. Yeah. Okay. You got divorced. All right, cool, man. Here you go. This is what you need. Good luck. <laughs> but when you stop and go, okay, tell me what's going on. Let me listen. So is this right? And they go, no, no, no. It's like this. Oh, okay. Now I understand. Okay. So what about, what about that? And it becomes fluid. Like, you know, what questions to ask because you know where you're trying to get them. Right. Right. And it comes off more just legitimate. It comes off a little more honest mm-hmm. and they really feel like, think of it this way. A doctor is the worst salesperson in the world, right? Because mm-hmm. They don't look at you. They're typing on a computer the entire time. They're telling you, the patient's telling them all their problems, everything that's going on. And then they go, okay, you need to uh, get this prescription. Now, okay, there's more behind it, right? It's, it's, it's healthcare. It's 
there's a lot more to it, but I'm just giving you an, an example. Mm-hmm. And imagine if a doctor or physician, MD, whoever, just for a moment, this is going to be a little outrageous, but totally mm-hmm. eliminate, eliminate record keeping. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was no record keeping. Healthcare was not um, governed by, well, the government. And they were just completely private standalone. There was no rules or anything like that. And imagine the only rule was you have to actually give the patient full attention, no computers, and really make it more of an experience. You know what I mean? That that would instantly change um, – that would instantly change that experience. And people would actually probably love going to the doctor so much more when right. you can get that. Like if doctors acted more like pediatricians at some point, because they give full attention. I mean, mm-hmm. they still have to go on the computer and stuff, but they give so much more like full attention to them. Mm-hmm. So the point I'm trying to make is, look, you can get in front of people. You can have the opportunity to like try to close a deal Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you know if you're not connecting with them, if you're not listening, if you're just kind of like close the deal or process this patient, get them out, you know, it it still kind of sucks on the prospect yeah. side, you know. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, that's all. So it's, it's it's kind of like that, you know. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's where the red flags come up. You know, like this person really didn't talk to me in a way that cared about me, and even though they do have the best solution, I'm still going to go with Company A because company a at least you know cared about me right and um i don't know why it works that way but it just does you know i mean like you know we 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 are human beings and we do have emotions and feelings and we want to work with people who care about us you know because you know here and i wrote a paper on this but like you know it when you speak to a person or or you know um you know deal with a person in a very caring way that's going to speak to your long-term relationship with them because you know, what you do in that initial meeting or when you close a customer, how you handle that and all that, that's going to speak to the longer term of your, your, your services as you, as, you, as you take care of them for the long term, right? I mean, the sale is just the beginning of a relationship, right? We all, and sometimes in sales, we think that's the end of the relationship. We close the deal. No, that's just when it starts, you know? And I always, I made this analogy before before like it's like a marriage you know when you when you ask your um fiance to to marry you that's the beginning of the relationship really you know that's when the marriage begins now you're on this journey of 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 you know uh you know taking care of your bride going on date nights nice cruises trips doing whatever you want to do as a couple to make life significant have children raise children that's this is so sales is all that too you you go on the, you, 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 you know, you ask for the proposal, you sign the deal. And then, you know, now you're kind of servicing that customer for the, for your career, you know? Well, last thing I got to mention is I found that I've been focusing on the wrong things because I haven't been understanding what, how humans are. So I always thought it's more important that I really focus on results, 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 results. And look, results are important. You got to get your clients results. But I found that most, most people really cared more about like responsiveness, communication. Nice, man. Yeah. 
that I really found like, I mean, okay, you go, you, results great. Obviously you have to, you just can't not, right? But, but I found what's more important to them is when they send an email or call, if I, if we have someone to answer or if I respond to an email quickly, mm-hmm. like they care more about that. Right. And that's not yeah. for everyone, but I, you know, so I try to focus more on what they care more. Like if you're a painting company, here's something I found out too. If yeah. You're, if you're a painting company, look, they don't really care. I mean, it's got to look good, right? Of course, that's mm-hmm. the result. It's got to look good. It's got to be like, cool, whatever. But if they, go, if they go write a review, here's a great, okay, last, last advice. If you ever mm-hmm. want to learn about what people care about most about a business, search up businesses that are on Google My Business and read the reviews. And you'll be surprised on what people take the time to write and brag about them. So the things they say, you're like, what? Why, why would that even matter? So things for like a painting company I looked up, their reviews were like, you know, quality. But the main things I was seeing was this, man, they took the time to like, tell me what kind of paint to use to paint my garage door. And he didn't like, you know, he spent time doing that. Um, Another big one was they didn't cut corners. Like sometimes painting companies cut corners that you won't notice, but Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't cut corners. It was little things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're so friendly. They've, you know, they really listen to me. And a lot of it wasn't like, you know, a lot of it wasn't too much like my house looks amazing. They're the, right. their, their painting skills are amazing. No, it was like customer service was awesome. You know, Bill, the right. painter was so nice. He spent the time to like, tell me what kind of paint I should buy to paint my garage door. Um, he, even the parts of the house we didn't see, they painted really nicely. Stuff like that. So wow. if, you're, if you're in your friend, a company, find other companies with reviews and read them and see what kind of things they say. And then when you go in your sales, try to focus on that and you might see some big results changes. Yeah. And even just, you know, to simplify it further, just ask yourself, you know, um, what, why, why do you buy from certain people and not others? And what causes you to be impressed about certain businesses, you know? Um, you know, think about when you go out to eat, you know, or when you go out for entertainment, you know, what, what is it about certain venues that attracts you? Um, and I bet you nine times out of 10, it's the people. It's like, yeah, they're just so friendly there. We hear that word a lot, you know, they're just so caring or whatever. Um, you know, I think if that is the case, then let's mimic that for our customers and our prospects and be that person for them. And, um, you know, a lot of it comes down to being um, secure of ourselves because the more, more insecure we are or, you know, lack of confidence we carry, um, the more we're kind of concerned about just appearing the right way, you know, and, and the more secure and comfortable we are with ourselves, now we can now focus on the other person and put their needs and priorities first and become better listeners and all those good things. So I know, and honestly, man, as I'm, as, as me just right now talking with you, Daniel, it's like, you know, I, I could say this, but I'm telling you, I, it's, it's not an easy thing. You know, I, I struggle with being um, self-centered all the time and being selfish at times too. Like, you know, um, putting my needs before others, taking care of myself and not taking care of those around me. 
you know, thinking, what do I want? What do I need? Not what does other people need or whatever. It's yeah. such a, it's such a hard thing to do. But so I'm not saying that, you know, all of us are going to be perfect at it all the time, but Hey, once we know what, what the thing is now we have at least something to focus on. So now I know, Oh yeah, you know, I'll try my best to go into to meetings, putting the other people first and their needs and their wants and what they're looking for. And all of a sudden you'll start to see yourself light up and the right questions come out. And it's just like you're getting to know somebody for the first time and you're so curious about them. That's the beauty of it. And um, I, I think that's my epiphany and um, is even in this moment is to just, uh, just continue to put others first and, and be focused and, um, you know, remember that human side of yourself, that your emotions and your personality do count. So it's okay to go off sometimes and just talk about how you feel. Hey, you know, hey, you know, I, I had a terrible day today, but I just want to let you know that I'm here to help you guys out. You know, They'll probably laugh a little bit and go with you or whatever. But I mean, it's okay to have those moments too and, and fly off our emotions at times. But, you know, as long as we're focused on, you know, putting the customer first and helping them, you know, they'll, they'll, there's a lot more forgiveness out there than we think. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a lot towards the end here, but, um, is there any, is there anything else for you, Daniel? Yes. I will. I will say something super wise and yogi of me. Nice. You must know yourself and be comfortable with it before you can convince someone else the same thing or wait, no. Okay. Hold on. Let me me say that again. (laughs) Okay. Cut. All right, take two. Retake, take two. You All must right. be comfortable with oneself. Oh damn it! What am I, how do I say that? How do you how do you say that? You you must be comfortable with yourself to Before. make a, to make someone else believe the same thing about you. Oh, there you go. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And and it doesn't have to be big giant steps. It could just be. Hey, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with my voice, the tone of voice. I love right. the way that my, my voice sounds, you know? I mean, don't get and, too comfortable with that. You don't want to, like, <laughs> record yourself and listen to it all. You know, like, dang, I sound so good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop listening to my podcast. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, no, by all means, I mean, um, you know, we, 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 we love doing these podcasts. Uh, we have our Facebook page for this, uh, for Peppers and Flowers. And, um, you know, uh, if you guys, uh, you know, want to just tune in weekly or share with your friends or what, whatnot, I mean, this is something that will hopefully grow people's professions and their mindsets and their careers. And, um, you know, Daniel and I put a lot of time and energy into this just because, you know, we, we really like what we do and uh, we want to help as many people as possible. So feel free to chat with us online uh, on our Facebook page or whatnot and, uh, you know, leave some thoughts there yourselves. Awesome. Sounds good, James. Until next week. All right. right. Sounds good, friends. That's a wrap. We'll look forward to joining you again next Saturday on Peppers and Flowers. Daniel and James signing off.